0: water polo podcast i'm james in austin and that is joe linehan new father in san antonio texas joe how are you and where have you been
1: of course you're gonna bring up the like the birth of my child here that happened a couple weeks ago thank you yeah we've uh, uh, been a little i mean we yeah we were very blessed to have a, a a little mccoy come into our lives a little bit early a lively
0: excuse for interrupting this podcast. I just don't think you're trying very hard. But yeah, congratulations, Joe. This is really big news. McCoy, Patrick Linehan, here's a child who's doomed to be like triple Irish his entire life. But 10 fingers, 10 toes, in good shape altogether. Um, couldn't be more pleased for you.
1: And there's nothing wrong with being triple Irish, and uh, Steph and oh, I are very, sure. very happy. I'm not sure. Um, both Steph and McCoy are back home, and everybody's is uh, is is very happy and, and healthy. So,
0: yeah, well, yeah. in in to have some sort of uh, exam, and then next thing you know, boom, have to go into the, for delivery.
1: Yeah. So on Monday, September 20th, we went in and had a doctor's appointment that was scheduled, mm-hmm. and we just went in there, and we both brought our own cars because we were going to go our separate ways kind of after the doctor's <laughs> appointment. And, um, yeah, and we never left the hospital Yeah, and, um, my wife left on the following Saturday and McCoy left this past Wednesday. Like I think, it, I think that's the 30th of September. So
0: yeah. So McCoy is still two weeks premature now. Right. we that, that the dates right? Is that correct?
1: Yeah. So the, the original due date was October 21st. So, okay. And yeah, so, I mean, he was four and a half weeks premature when he was in the NICU for about nine ten days. And uh, which is, which, I mean, he, there's a lot of, we are just very thankful. It was all just kind of normal things that go with a four and a half week premature baby and uh and a C-section birth. But, um, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of other kids that are up in the NICU that, you know, are going to be there for a while. So, you know, Yeah, my thoughts go out to all all those parents and my well wishes. I wish them nothing but the best up there. We got to know like kind of kind of a few of them. And there's some kids up there that'll be up there for three, four months. So being up there for nine, 10 days is a cakewalk. Yeah. All things
0: considered all good. He's home now. And this is my favorite part. We have a discussion before we go uh, online here or go live, which is that you have to you since premature. So you have to feed him every three hours. That is so weird where, you know, your physician to me, because your physician is saying you actually have to awaken this child in order to get food in its mouth. That is a new one for me. So this is a this is a kind of a lucky kid.
1: No. Yeah. He used to be fed and we get to wake up every three hours to feed and, or it might be, it might be sooner too, cause he might be hungry after an hour or two too. of boy. So, you know, yeah, I mean, but you know, and, but it's much easier being at home than it was being away from the uh, hospital the and hospital having to drive stuff. there and going up the elevators and all that good stuff or being at the hospital and, and having to walk up floors and doing and doing all that stuff. So we're again, you know, it's, we may not be getting a whole lot of sleep, but you know we have a ton of of support here, kind of kind of locally with family. They, I mean, we were not really uh, ready, and you're never really ready, but we were really not ready for this. <laughs> and yeah. um, and they came over and opened like we we literally had our baby shower two days before the birth of our kid. Right. And so all of, like so all the presents were in their original um like kind of gift bags. And so her family, her sister, her mother, her friends came over, and they organized all that. They built a dresser that we hadn't built yet. Um, they washed everything. They cleaned up the house a little bit, um, and it was great. I mean, we couldn't have asked for more. I mean, they have been fabulous. So,
0: Hey, did you get that blanket?
1: Yes, we did. Thank you. That Thank you is, so much.
0: It's a, I'm, I'm pimping for compliments, obviously, but that thing's like uh, – I don't know how they get something that soft. I was tempted to keep it actually, but no, I'm glad it's, it's, uh, it's uh, in use.
1: Yes. Thank you very much. And thank you to everybody else that has, that has sent their texts, their calls, their emails, their gifts. Thank you so much for all the support. I mean, we are like Steph and I have both been involved in the water pole community here for a while. And, you know, and we heard from a ton of people that we hadn't heard from for a while. And I mean, we just are, we are just very thankful. So we have, we are, this is going to be a nice fun journey. And we're just at the beginning of it. So, and he is basically just, you know, kind of sleeping and eating and pooping and, you know, and put that on repeat. So, yeah, that's, a, that's and he awesome. will start, and he will start moving around here soon and doing
0: stuff. Here's what so. we're really looking for though, for McCoy, Patrick Linahan is the discovery that the young man is left-handed. So we're, I'm really hoping that you start throwing stuff soon and you discover that he's just got a gun on the left-hand side.
1: I just, I don't care.
0: Uh, no, <laughs> you wrong. Um, fantastic really great news Uh, obviously the reason that we haven't been chatting in the last few weeks uh, and so um, but I'm just delighted it was obviously a little bit of a surprise for for uh, Joe and stuff clearly but it was also a surprise for the rest of us too so um, congratulations really great news and uh, I'm sure we will dwell on this issue now for well as I mentioned to you my daughter's on the other end she's 17 I think she knows where she's going or she's going to apply at least early it's Hamilton College by by the way, in upstate New York. And so you're at the point where you've got this new creature who's at home and I've got one who's getting ready to leave and uh, it's bumming me out. So there yep. you go.
1: So you're going into the college fund. We're just starting the college fund. <laughs>
0: right. Exactly. So yeah. Oh, I got to Yeah. Get that 529 going, man. That thing is uh, mm-hmm. quite useful. Yep. Um, cool. Let's go over uh, some of the we'll never stop talking about McCoy, by the way. So it'll always be interspersed, but we'll move on to whatever's going on in water polo in this state. Um, two weekends in a row of tournaments one up in north texas one in uh in in houston area octopolo fest i was there i was there um uh all went uh, i don't know how armadillo went you do but i was at octopolo fest and it actually went off really well you know the thing is there was like there was there were some worries that there would almost be like hurricane level storming in in that area angleton uh ended up I I drizzled like a tiny bit and there's a little bit of, there was a threat of lightning on Saturday morning and that was it. That was it. Other than that, it was, uh, it was all pretty normal.
1: Yeah. I talked to the tournament people and they were just like, it's amazing. It never really rained. Although like, although, and then I talked to some coaches that were driving away from the pool on multiple occasions, it rained on them once they left the pool. So there's some strange vortex around that pool that, that kept the rain away. But I heard that the pool this past weekend at the Octopolo Fest was well, a great facility. So, it and it was like about a sixty-meter pool. They had, they had, and they had three courses. I am. It was the. It was the shaded stands. It was. They had all of the tents up for the benches. Yeah, they really. So, did. kind of kudos to Viper Viperpinch for putting on a great tournament and. And the hosts at the Angleton ISD Aquatic Center. I heard they did. They did a great job and kind of showed off their facility. So it was great.
0: You want to know how we know that they were good? Is that I barely noticed them. Like every once in a while, I would, um, and and I was like, oh yeah, we're at this facility, Angleton, and they were great. Like the whole play, it was, it was, uh, it was Houston. So it was humid and sticky and all that kind of stuff. But the tournament was great. The kids had a really good time. It was fun. It was a really fun tournament.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, and we even and I even had like a little. Uh, kind of our new team here in San Antonio called the Alma area. They actually brought their 12 and unders over there. And, uh, was it, um, I wish I could have gone with them and helped them out a little bit, but, uh, I was back here doing, yeah, kind of doing some things, and uh, likely excuse. Yeah, and they didn't win a game, you know, a month ago at the Welcome to Texas shootout. and Then they went three and one this past weekend.
0: Yeah, f- festival style. We had a for I was coaching with Longhorn again, and uh, and had a couple of your kids on the the highly successful ten and under team. So yeah, it was it was a uh, it was your newcomers, and then I actually had from my club three kids who had never competed in a water polo tournament at all including one high school senior and it was fantastic it had such it was it was just so revealing to watch them in competitive situations it was just so much fun i love when they're new you know like it's just so great
1: yeah and but i mean um but it's just great that there was back-to-back weekends the previous weekend was the mavericks armadillo classic which was Mavericks used to not host this tournament. It used to be a Thunder hosted tournament, right. but now it's a Mavericks hosted tournament. Um it was kind of an in kind of a unique year where they were back to back weekends. The I believe the Armado Classic will go back to early September in 2022. Um so they can space them out kind of kind of a little bit more. Um and uh was it um it's gonna be uh I mean it was that was more of a championship st- uh, style tournament that was right. kind of you know kind of dominated by, you know the who's who like the thunders pegasus Five pigeons and stuff like that so um but like you know so there's two different types of tournaments they were back-to-back weekends uh, a few clubs participated in both uh i think every club out there participated in, in, in at least one of them yeah so i think it was a tremendous success i mean there's a ton of people that played a ton of games and uh was it you just can't really ask ask for more than that so
0: yeah, my preference would be for it not to be back to back, but the circumstances were such that it just don't it made sense, you know. So next year it'll be nice, hopefully in a non-COVID
1: year and they'll be spread out a little and bit, but it'll, the be, participation only, and, was it'll great. be only the younger kids next year, too.
0: I know, awesome. I love that stuff. Like there's a the high school season is a mixed bag, right? Because you mentally you think like, oh, I I want to get all my eighteens and sixteens out there. A lot of them are busy with swimming, and then you do realize, oh yeah, but we can just it's basically like middle school season. It's awesome. I love that stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Get the, yeah, yeah. Just get the middle school kids plan. And those are the kids that are, are that are going to be invested and want to play as much as they possibly can down the line. Yep. So, um, yeah, just get, get the, get the 12s and tens playing as Ten, much as, you, as tens, much as you can out there.
0: Tens are so great. It's so much fun. Like we've, we're growing the number of kids that we have at that age group and it is just really fun. So, uh, very cool. Okay. Anything else about those two tournaments?
1: No, no. It just uh, was a, we'll talk about the upcoming schedule in the next uh, in the next segment. We'll get out of here just to say
0: that this coming th- this for Thunder. Uh, this is like the third weekend in a row they're going somewhere, yeah. and they're heading out to Cusino in California along with Pegasus. Is that right?
1: I think Pegasus is bringing a fourteen hundred boys team, um, and I don't know if they're bringing a twelve or not. But I know Thunder's bringing fourteen boys, fourteen girls, and twelves. Um, so Thunder's bringing three teams. Pegasus is, is bringing one or two teams this past or this upcoming weekend to the Cousinot cup out in Southern California.
0: Or it's uh, all over Orange County sort of like, I mean, yeah, it's who's the sponsor. I can never remember who does that.
1: It's, it's usually, I mean, it's a cap seven is, and, yeah. it's, and it's, and it's, and it's, and it's run by Nick Baba and, and oh, yeah, his yeah. crew. So, but yeah, it's a, but I think it's 150 to 200 teams. It's a little bit smaller oh. than what it's been in the past, but, um, It'll be large, and it'll be it'll be it'll be one of those things where uh, um, it's going to be a great experience for those guys that are going out there.
0: Yeah, so. super fun tournament. Okay, um, that's it for the moment. We'll be back in a moment with uh, more. All of TX Water Polo is brought to you advertising free, and we'd like to keep it that way. So we're asking for your help. Show your support by going to txwaterpolo.com. Forward slash give so we can keep covering the sport we love in the Lone Star State. Hi, this is Natalie
1: Benson, and you are listening to a podcast about water polo in Texas. It's
0: James and Joe, TX Water Polo Podcast. Joe's a father. McCoy's crying. What are you doing yeah. to that child? Good lord. Oh.
1: Go, go uh, fix that. Steph to Steph. Steph's doing a great job. So, <laughs> and now uh, on the water pole. On to, well, you know, uh,
0: it's, uh, I, I love this sport, but the, your, your, uh, experience is, is, I don't know, reality. It's a, it's a much more profound thing, but anyway. All right. So, um, ODP was in Austin just a couple weekends ago. Um, it, uh, from my understanding, it went really well, big turnout. Um, that was my understanding, including a bunch of my kids, um, and it was it was sort of I guess we'll talk about Tiska the meetings uh, at, you know in a second here but it was all sort of that's the sort of tradition is that that weekend is just loaded with high school water polo and ODP in Central Texas which um, it's sort of like the kickoff of the new year really like the new season so um, a great start to that season um, and then and then a couple more weekends coming up here back to back it's the new ODP right Joe.
1: Yeah, I mean, so yeah, like the Austin tournament, like I think there was about 125 kids that were out there at the at the Austin ODP uh, camp, and then there will be one in Houston here on October 17th. Uh, there will be one in North Texas on October 24th. You can always just go kind of sign up at the USA Waterpolo website.
0: I hope so. Um,
1: and then after those, then they're gonna they're gonna start making some selections, and they're gonna I think they're gonna pick like the top 20, 25 kids or whatever per age group. And then they'll do a team training over Thanksgiving weekend. And then they'll do another team training before they go to Utah. And uh, um, so it's going to be, um, there is a ton of, ODP slightly different than what has been in the past, but we do think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be beneficial to all the coaches, the athletes, and and all that are involved.
0: So. Yeah, as so ODP last year was my last year's head coach, and the uh, we had six clinics. And this is a, a perfect—it it was entirely because of COVID. We would normally not have that many, but we had the time. We had the space. It was unique to Texas in some ways that we were allowed to do so. So this is a little bit of a reversion to what we did before then, except that the two clinics in October would normally have been spread out between October and November, and then there'd be a selection and so on and so forth. I, I like this where it is giving these coaches the opportunity just to to select athletes in order to go train. Because the the amount of training that we did prior to tournaments was limited, you know, by design. Um, so this is really nice. You get some more time to actually get the the kids together and teach them stuff in order to go compete.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be great. And of course, each year there'll, there'll be tweaks and to the ODP all process time. and stuff of like that, and just trying to keep making it better. And I think Chris Cullen's doing a great job with kind of, kind of, kind of leading the chart there and, uh, right. and, yeah, and kind of having all those people out there. So. Yeah, he's okay. He's not as good as the predecessor. Um, Tiska Water
0: Polo meetings. What wh- what is there to say about that? I I, I know Guy Baker was here. But that's really the extent of what I knew that that went on during those meetings. So this, was,
1: so this was so yep. this was pre like, McCoy. So this was like pre McCoy. That was the weekend before McCoy came, and uh, <laughs> was it? I was up there on that Friday. Um, you were okay. And uh, was it? And Guy gave a great clinic on Friday afternoon, and I hear he gave a great clinic on like on like Saturday as well, and. Uh, Um, you know, it was just great to see so many people there. Normally you don't see all the people from San Antonio or Austin. And there was a ton of new people, a ton of people out there that just want to know what's going on and have an idea. They actually kind of did roll out a bit of a schedule and, um, the state championship. Um, we used to think it was going to be like the second or third weekend of, of October. It's going to be actually the last weekend of October. Nice. So that'll make it a little bit longer season. Um, oh,
0: thank goodness.
1: That like the playoffs will still start in kind of the early to mid October timeframe. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just kind of plugging along. And word, um, in, in addition to that, we were kind of rolling out the Texas waterpolo kind of academy dates and times. So basically, there will be some coaches education like opportunities starting next week. So the second Tuesday of each month. At 630, we will have a TISCO, a, a water polo Zoom clinic. And then... Which will the, cover what? Which will cover like basically probably just be a little bit more kind of high school based mm-hmm. type. Yeah, type of things. Um, and then we'll have the third Thursday of each month, we will have a USA water polo clinic, mm-hmm. which will go probably a little bit more in depth. Um obviously the USA water can translate to high school. The high school can translate to USA water but you know, we're just going to get some different speakers. We're going to do that uh, in here in October. So it starts next week and um, in October, November, December, January, and February, kind of leading up to the, um, for the spring high school season, the final spring high school season. So
0: aside from your enormous email list, how are people going to be able to find those things? Is that on the Southwest water Pool, uh, it, It'll. Site?
1: We will, we will put the stuff up on the Southwest water Polo site. It's not up there yet. We haven't really sent out the, the, like the specific information yet, but that, that probably probably will be sent out by the time people listen to this. Um, but yeah, it's my, it's my email list. It's going to be emailed out by the um, Tiska water Polo reps. Um, so the word is going to get out there and please kind of forward it to people that you think, yeah, might use it. And we will put the recordings at the southwestwaterpolo.org website. So we'll put it on TX water polo too. That's easy. We can do that. Perfect. Um, Perfect. And, uh, yeah. yeah, the, like the more, the merrier we just, we just, we just want kids to, um, we just want coaches to be able to have, have an opportunity to learn. There's a ton of stuff out there. This is going to be, you know, kind of like that, like the Texas coaches are going to be helping out the uh, like the Texas coaches, which is going to be great. So I think, and we'll probably have some guests that are national coaches at some point as well. So
0: that'll be helpful. And I, I just can't. You know, th- this this conversation is happening all the time amongst my families with my club, which is basically how is this all going to work? Meaning, you know, there it is the rare high school or rare district in Texas, maybe less rare than I'm give me a credit for, but that has a, a water polo coach who's already on staff, right? So obviously there are many who are like super skilled swim coaches and, and, um, and water polo coaches who are teachers and so on, but there's a lot of places that aren't, that don't have that. And so the real question is how does, you know, how does that, that take place? How does that get built? And, um, I don't have necessarily good answers for that. I do under the, the, the TISCA con- context where it's a club sport and there's a lot of flexibility but it's going to be very very interesting to see how it works out when the sport is just going to grow there's going to be way more teams um, when it's a uil sport and so who's going to coach them is really the question
1: it's going to be probably to start with a lot of swim coaches right. are going to be are going to be asked to coach or there might be an assistant baseball coach will coach water polo in, yep. in the fall or, or something like that um, but yeah there's going to be some people that don't know a whole lot about the sport but good coaches are good are good coaches. Yes. Okay. Um, you know, kind of 90% of coaching is getting the kids motivated and getting them uh, like like kind of ready to play and being kind of the organized coach and uh, and communicating properly. And the coach can learn about water polo. There's places out there to learn about water polo. And you know, the X's and O's and all that stuff, that'll come. So, um I would I, I would much rather have a coach that's that is really kind of into it is positive is motivating. And then the coach that knows all the little X's and O's completely
0: agree. I want that, that's the thing is that you want them to be committed. It's the reason why there's, you know, some swim coaches who just simply don't want to do it. That's fine. That's fine. But I've, I find parents who are just committed to like getting this swim coach to just do it. I was like, okay, but they don't want to, it'd be better to go find somebody, just like you said, a JV baseball coach who's just into sports and who wants
1: to teach. Well, uh, some, 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 swim coaches have course. a choice. They're going to be course. told that they have to do it, but they're also going to be getting a stipend now for this. So yes. it's not going to be, it's not going to be like, doing it for free or something like that, or as an extension of the, uh, of the swim season, there's going to be something that is going to be, it's going to be recognized as a UIL sport. And it's a little bit different than the club aspect of it. So um, you're going to see people that are going to be embracing it. I've talked to a ton of swim coaches over the last few months, the last couple of years, they weren't all that high on it, but now as it gets closer, they're really getting, they're getting very into it and uh was it um i like i helped get northeast do northeast isd down here in, in san antonio i helped them kind of do their thing here at the end of august and we had some swim coaches never really had the water blueprint they were loving the games that we were playing they were getting into it their kids were getting kind of into it and that's all that we asked for
0: we need to do that here, like in the Austin area. I, I uh, you know, there's a lot. There's just so much interest and demand amongst families, and so to get the coaches on board a little bit, that'd be great. Like I'm excited about it. There's going to be so many teams. It's actually big right. news, Joe, that you mentioned that the the state championships will hand will take place at the end of October. I had mm-hmm. I did not know that, and just the mere fact that they are extending the season, ex- extending. I mean, I'm, that's a different way of putting it, but uh, that it's going to be longer than I expected. That's really good. News. News. Really, yeah, news. just yeah, just uh,
1: uh, like you know, just uh, we'll have more information as as we move forward. So,
0: yeah, you'll have there. You'll you'll get an email from Joe if you're a human being and live in the state of Texas. You will get one. Um, Austin College doesn't play again until the 16th and 17th. Um, these are these weird hiatus seas I don't even know if that's the right word but they th- there's these big breaks um and uh it's just it's just funny they have
1: geographical ch- they have geographical challenges
0: For, so. no question it's not a critique it's just an observation about how things work during your season you just have these huge explosions of activity and then you've got some down downtime meaning you've got time to train and go to school and all of that stuff but yeah you they're not going to be back in the pool until the 16th 17th they play Concordia, they play Air Force, and they play Santa Clara. Air Force beat my UC San Diego Tritons over the weekend. That's not good.
1: It's not about know. you, James.
0: It sort of is. It's kind of about me. Santa Clara will be a competitive game, and Concordia is, um, you know, they're all right. So that ought to be a, a decent uh, weekend for for good old Austin College. Yeah, And then we
1: have some other, you know, the Texas Challenge Cups coming up here at the beginning of November. We have— I'll that's be there. the next— that's the next weekend tournament in the Southwest Zone. Yep. Then, then Cowtown tournament up in December. That'll I'll be, be a, like another tournament. And then we have, I think, again, I think Thunder Pegasus are going to the October. I think there might be a couple more clubs that are going to that as well from the Southwest Zone. That's in Mesa in a, in a couple of weeks. And then Thunder's bringing teams to the Champions Cup, which was um, kind of hosted. The last Champions Cup was actually hosted in Houston a couple of years ago, um, and so. They're going up to the University of Indiana here um, the same weekend that they're actually hosting a tournament. So
0: right, I, wow, that is actually I forgot about that that they're doing both at the same time. That's really cool. Um, man, that facility at Indiana is really good. I went up there to uh, watch the women play against UCLA last spring. It was uh, Bloomington is beautiful. Have you been there? No. Oh, it's so cool. I mean, you know, you would it had their stereotypes of a, of uh, Indiana, but holy crow, it is really beautiful up there. Anyway, good luck to them. That's really cool. All right, that's it, Joe. Unless uh, I mean, you got to go feed a child. Apparently, yes. yes yeah. We do. Let's get that yeah. thing to stop crying. We are good. on a schedule, so you are on a schedule. All right, that's it. So, thank you, Joe, very much. Congratulations. I'm delighted for you and the whole family.
1: All right. Thank you so much, James. I appreciate
0: it. And thank all of you for listening, for telling a friend about the GX Water Polo Podcast and the Total Water Polo Podcast. Uh, by the way, if you haven't gone to listen to my discussion with Adam Krikorian for the Total Water Polo Podcast, you're missing out. Like, he's an extremely interesting cat. And then you can also go back and listen to Ben Halleck and Alex Overton and, uh, and Stefania Haralavidis Yeah, go back and go live, give those a listen. Will you please? If you want to support us, you go to txwaterflow.com forward slash give. We thank uh, everyone who's done that. And with that, until next week, so long from Austin.
1: Now the day bends. It- Has been a production of TWP Sports LLC.